Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, yeah. It is the I Couple. I'm Chris Broussard alongside my partner, Rob, Rob Parker. No, it is not Rob Parker. It is Ephraim Salam, nope. and we are live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. They've got an unmatched selection. Fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and more than 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. And this right here, the odd couple, is the way sports talk radio should be. So keep it locked here for the next three hours on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, or Sirius XM Channel 83, however you may be listening. And with that said, let me welcome in my partner for the night, in for Rob Parker, Ephraim Salam. What's up, man? What's happening, man? How you doing? 
I'm great. I'm I, the, the question is how are you doing? I'm doing good because you know you went for that, 180 no. minutes it's, of heat. What type of heat? Like is it? <laughs> I only bring one type. Straight fire. Yeah, lukewarm. Yeah, very lukewarm. <laughs> as you sit on the throne in your bath, your bathroom office. <laughs> No, man, it is good to have you here, and I'm looking forward to a great night of talk. A lot of NBA, of course, so we will get into all that. Let's introduce the iCouple crew and then get this party started. In for DJ Alex Teichert, a.k.a. Alex the Vegan, is none other than USC Chris on the ones and twos on this Worship Wednesday. Super producer Rob G is in full effect, running the show. And on the updates, you just heard her, Monsi Bolaños. All right, let's get right into it, Ephraim. And um, last night, Boston Celtics down three games to none. We had just seen the Lakers get swept. And a lot of people, including honestly myself, thought that Boston would go that way as well because they looked anything but ready to take a game in game three. Because game three, they looked like they quit. They literally did actually quit when their coach took out his best players for the whole fourth quarter. So, um, But they come out last night Mm -hmm. and win by 17. And here's what I want to throw at you, because remember, they do have home court advantage. And game five now is in Boston. So you can obviously envision them winning game five. Then they'd have a game six in Miami and potentially a game seven back home in their own gym. So do you think that the Celtics have a decent chance? Because I, I, I doubt you're going to pick them like now you're like, I got them in seven. Maybe you will, but we'll see. But do you think they have a decent chance of actually becoming the first team ever? To come back and win a series down 0-3. Well, in theory, yes, because of the talent. You got the two superstars and Jalen Brown uh, and Jason Tatum. But in reality, no. Uh, it, it it It's so hard to do at this level, especially in the conference championship. Uh, the teams that are at this level are good teams. They're quality teams. And I know you had a lot of bass in your voice saying that the Lakers got swept at the beginning of this. I know I can smell and feel hate. I can smell and feel hate permeating. <laughs> I picked the Lakers to win that series, I, I, and they disappointed. I, I understand. Don't let don't lash out at them. Okay, things happen. Oh, but, was that you were impressed with what they did? No, no. Okay, uh, I um, I am. I I don't believe. Number one, there's also the Jimmy Butler effect. Mm. And you can say whatever you want. You can slice it. You can look at the numbers. You you have to throw all of that out the window when you're talking about Jimmy Butler and the playoffs. For whatever reason, this man becomes something special. And not only with what he does on the court, it's the leadership. Right. They will follow. When you talk about leadership, this is what true leadership looks like. Like they will, whatever he, wherever he's leading them, they will go. And you got a bunch of undrafted guys out there playing at an extremely high level. And you're like, well, why is that happening? And it starts with the leadership. It starts all the way at the top with Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra, right. and then on the court with Jimmy Butler. And they buy in. There is no arguments. There is no, oh, we ha-. it's whatever you say, that's what we're going to do. And because of that reason, I think the, the Boston Celtics 
can't muster up enough to win three more games against a team with that type of mentality. Well, I hear you. And first with Jimmy Butler, and I don't know if I've said this to you before, I have never seen a player lift his game, lift his level of play so much from the regular season to the playoffs. Like, I've seen players get better. I mean, if some people might argue, you know, I heard somebody say Jordan was better in the playoffs. I mean, but Jordan was so great all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Jimmy Butler goes from being basically an all-star level player to a top five or 10 player in the NBA in the playoffs. And so I feel you on that. And look, I'm not sitting here about to predict a Boston comeback in this series. However, you mentioned it in theory. It looks like, you know, maybe they'd have a shot. And here's why. And you said it earlier. They are the most talented team in this series. Yes, I don't know. By far. that Right, by far. And most times, Ephraim, when a team is down 3-0, it's for a reason. And that reason is typically that they're not really even in the same, you know, on the same level as the team that they're beating. This is reversed. The better team, and they've been better all year long, and they do have the most talent, is the one down 3-0, now 3-1. Secondly, you said they got two All-NBA players versus one All-NBA player. And they do have the home court advantage, as I mentioned earlier. And here's the other thing, Ephraim. If there ever was going to be a comeback from a 3-0 deficit, it would be at this point in the NBA world. Because with the prominence of the three-point shot, right? I mean, Ephraim, I I bet you agree with this. We a 15 point lead is nothing oh, in today's nothing. NBA, right? Nothing. Gone. It's like being up five uh 20 years ago. I mean, it we saw the Lakers halftime lead of 15 vanish in a few minutes in game four. We saw with the Lakers Warrior series, whichever team was up eleven or twelve, it didn't matter because the other team was likely to come back in minutes. And so I think with what all it takes, I don't want to say all it takes like it's simple, but if one team gets hot from three and the other gets cold from three, you could see a huge shift in this series. In fact, that's, that is what happened last night. Boston, which is one of the best three point shooting teams in the league shot it like they have all season, 40%. And Miami, which has been one of the worst three point teams in the league in the regular season, at least, they reverted. They had been shooting 48% from three mm-hmm. in the first three games. No wonder they were up 3-0. If they go back to being kind of who they were, at least in terms of shooting the three in these next three games, and Boston goes back to who it was, now you may have a series. Yeah, but you're asking a lot. You're asking a lot. And the thing about being up three games to one is those wounds – that's trauma. They don't heal because you win one game, right? When you're up three games to, oh, you've inflicted real damage to the other team, physically, psychologically, all of those things. Now, the Boston Celtics have a young coach. He's clearly outmatched in this. Eric Spoelstra is yes. one of the, the, yes. the best coaches in the NBA, period. Yes. Right, so when you start looking at those types of things, those little intangibles, right? I don't think 
although they were not a great shooting team, a three-point shooting team in the regular season. Miami's definitely found something. I don't think they'll go eight for 32, shooting 25% again. I don't think that'll happen. And on the flip side of that, who has the most – let me ask you this. Who has the most questions about their team? Right. Well, who, has, who has the most questions in right. terms of their superstar, right? No, that's a good question. And like I said, the Celtics are the more talented mm-hmm. team. Yep. If you were just saying physically, right, on the court, I don't even want to say on the court, but physically you would probably say the Heat have more questions. But I think what you're getting at is mentally. Exactly right. I tend, right, I like. To me, Ephraim, the Heat are winning. They're shaming the rest of the Eastern Conference, yeah. <laughs> right? Because they're saying, look, we play with heart. We play hard. We play smart. We are well coached. We are tough and gritty. And that's why we're beating y'all. Milwaukee had more talent. I mean, the Knicks, arguable, but you could certainly argue they have more talent. Yeah, well, across and now, the board, of course. Boston definitely has more talent, and they just like, we outworking y'all, and we play smarter. We execute better. And, and so I agree. I Like, Boston, I don't know which... I Look, one thing I'll say about them, they have been at their best when their backs are against the wall. Yep. That's, that's a cliche, but it's true with them. You remember last year, game six, down 3-2 in Milwaukee. They win. Then they, of course, close it out in Game 7 at home. Last year against Miami, they win a Game 7 in Miami to get to the finals. And obviously this year they beat Philly in 6-7. and seven. And then, you know, last night, I mean, they, they won a game that maybe, you know, look, is it possible that Miami succumbed to human nature, right? And they look like they played hard, but they probably have another level they can go to. And so, but Boston... I agree. I don't know which one is showing up, so I'd say more questions regarding them. And that in lies the the problem with Boston. Jason Tatum is a dynamic star, but the knock on him is sometimes he completely disappears. Fourth quarter, he disappears. Jalen Brown believes he's a one. He plays like he's a one. Right, and he right? hasn't been. He hasn't been S- even S- a two guess, in this series. Get, get, or exactly, <laughs> but guess what? We're not having the, those type of discussions about the Miami Heat. We know who the one is. We well, know and, what. And there is not a two. I guess Bam is the two. Ba- Bam would be a, a you Bam know, a two B or or, right, or whatever. Right. But we know that Jimmy Butler's going to show up. There is no question who's the leader, who's going. And when you take that type of stress out of the locker room and off the court, other right. guys are just playing free. That's why you got all these undrafted guys out there just playing ball. Let They're me playing with you, house money. Let me ask you this, because, you know, we tend to think leaders are born, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, a guy that's got that dog in him is just born that way. But what do you think about the notion that J- Jason Tatum, who's only, believe it or not, 25, right? He's been in the league so long, it feels like he's older, but he's 25. We haven't seen guys lead teams to championships for the most part until they're older. Uh, LeBron won his first at 27. Jordan won his first at 27. Elijah was older. Now, the guys that were younger, Kareem won it young, but he had Oscar Robertson, Mm -hmm. right, a veteran. Magic won it young, but he had Kareem, who was the MVP that year. Bird had a team 
that was laden with Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers. And so what do you think of the notion that, like, because I agree, obviously Tatum is a bit up and down. Not like Anthony Davis or D'Angelo Russell up and down, but he is, you know, more up and down than you'd like. What do you think about the notion that he's growing into, you know, maybe when he's 27, he'll be able to straight up lead a team and be more consistent to the championship. We saw LeBron grow, right? Yeah. He oh, wasn't yeah. ready against Dallas in 2011, and then he grew. So what, what do you think of that notion? I, I, I agree with that notion because it's when you get to this level, it's not just about talent. Jason Tatum is talented, unbelievable. We knew that the first year. We knew he was unbelievably talent, talented, but that doesn't always get you across the line unless you have that type of veteran, powerful leadership in the right. locker room. And over the years, Boston had been trying to find that since the big three left, right? You bring a Kyrie in, that doesn't work. You bring, you're trying to put these pieces together to help these young guys grow and lead. Now the onus is on them, and they are not ready to 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 take that step to that next level, right? right. You go to you lose two playoff games at home back to to open the series, oh, bro. It, it like no one you kill yourself not to let that happen. Well, look, from speaking of leadership, uh, Phoenix is close to picking its next leader, and it might be Doc Rivers. We'll get into that next. It's Chris and Ephraim, the odd couple. He's in for Rob Parker. Keep it locked, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes and me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. 
We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in in a different aspect of my life now. So, How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is the Odd Couple. I'm Chris Broussard. He's Eve from Salam in for Rob Parker, and we are live from the TireRack.com studios. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. So get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Ephraim, we know Phoenix went down in six games to the Western Conference champion, Denver Nuggets. They fired Monty Williams, who had done a really good job there. Obviously got them to the finals a couple years ago. And... um, you know, turn that that team was bad when he when he took over. They were horrible, even though they had a talent like De- Devin Booker, and he turned them around. But you you know, we see it in the NBA today. Doc Rivers gets fired; he won a championship. Nick Nurse gets fired; he won a championship. Mike Budenholzer championship fired in Milwaukee, but now they're talking about in Phoenix bringing in Nick Nurse is a finalist along with Doc Rivers and two other guys, two other assistants that people probably don't know their names. But what are your thoughts on Doc? If you're in that locker room and they announce to you or you're in the fan base and they say Doc Rivers is our next coach, how you feeling? I put my hands together and then I slump my head into my hands. Like, <laughs> and look, 
I, I'm not going to be disparaging to Doc as a person because I think he's done a tremendous job. Hard-nosed player, turned yep. coach, won a championship. Um, but depending on what the Phoenix Suns' goals are, that to me makes the biggest difference. Like, what what are your goals? Are well, your you know goals, what the goal is, right? But I'm saying, like, if, if your goals are to make it to the playoffs every year, Doc is a great coach. He'll get you to the playoffs. Undermanned. Her, uh, injuries, whatever that is, he'll get you there. But if your goal is to get over that that finish line and win a championship, and it comes down to a tough series, which a lot of, you know, conference finals, barring this right. year, or a right. lot of NBA finals come down to, these are the times where you have to be precise with coaching moves. You have to be precise with rotations. You have to be precise on the identity and what you're trying to do from a coaching standpoint. And we've seen Doc time and time again fall flat at that. The only real time we've seen him not is when you had uh, a Kevin Garnett, a Paul Pierce, a Rondo, and a Ray Allen. Right. That's a lot to <laughs> – right? To – being a yeah, coach, you, a, th- those are not only great players, even they're leaders. So, right? they're so clutch. The, the onus is not on you, right? As the right. coach, you just don't get in the way. You just let them do their thing. It's similar right. to what early on Mike Brown, when he was at Cleveland, he himself came out and was at the press conference when Le- when they were going to the finals and all that. And he was just like, "Well, I, I just." Gave the I didn't say no. I just gave the ball to LeBron and got out the way. Like right once once you start putting yourself in in, in that type of light, right? Uh, you know, I it it's a it's a thing where Doc Rivers players love him because he's a co- most most player well, coaches. But they they kind of do. Most player coaches can relate to players because they understand the grind and all that. He does rub some people the wrong way. He expects a a lot. Today's superstar, not necessarily come cut from the same cloth in terms of they're going to do things their way. Well, I think the other thing, Ephraim, and I'm with you. I, look, nothing against Doc. I'm not saying he should never coach again. No, right? no, no. Maybe no. a year or two from now you bring him in. Or, to your point, a Detroit. I would have said a Houston if Houston, they hadn't exactly. hired Emil Doka. Like a young Perfect. team, right? Perfect. When yep. he was in Orlando, he had four. He got fired after four, five seasons, fired in his fifth season. Four really strong seasons with a young team, got him to the playoffs three times. Mm-hmm. So I like him showing players how to be professional, teaching them about the league, what it takes to win, so on and so forth. But to your point, if if my goal is a title, and obviously that's the goal in Phoenix with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, I mean, how do you sell that to your players or your fan base? How I mean, we know that three one leads, three two leads, two zero leads. Doc is blown all those, and then Ephraim, and I do think players obviously like him, but also we have heard a lot of his former players come out, yeah, and say one thing or another, but one thing most of them say is he don't make adjustments. Oh, he doesn't make adjustments. And you, like you said, you could see that in these playoffs. So I, I, I'm, I would rather not, I doubt doc would want 
Now, maybe he would, but I don't know that Doc would want to go to a Detroit. No. You know, or to one of those young rebuilding situations. But I, if I'm Phoenix, I'm looking in a different direction. I'm just going to keep that real. I agree um, with that. I it, yeah. Look, and I like Doc, and you're right. Like Houston, Detroit, one of those teams looking for that direction. A culture set up. Right? A culture, let's, right. let's, let's change the culture here. Yep. Yep. And then, you know, like, that's that's a tough sell, man. So, if I'm Phoenix, I'm like, yeah, I don't know how much this is going to help us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. All right, we got Eddie House around the corner playing for Doc Rivers. Won a championship with Doc Rivers, his only and Doc's only. He'll join us in a moment, but first. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, he's an NBA champion, Fox Sports Radio NBA analyst, our man, and he calls games for the Boston Celtics in studio. Our man, Eddie House, what's up, brother? What's going on? Hey, even to live from the Bay, too, so everybody from the Bay get their own team moves. Yeah, that's music, right. right. That's exactly right. You already <laughs> know, you already know, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not hating on y'all at all. Um, all right, Eddie, let's let's get right to it. How much of a chance are you giving the Celtics of winning this series, making history and winning this series? A fighting chance. I'll tell you the reason why I say that is because last night was totally different from the other the three games. And we talk about adjustments, game to game, you know, and not only game to game, but in those games, quarter to quarter, half to half. And I think the, the adjustment that the Celtics made were it wasn't anything – X's and O's. It was all about we just gonna play harder. Right. We're gonna play hard. We're gonna leave it out there. So when you look at it in this in this fashion, right? The Celtics have two All NBA players, correct? Yeah. They also have the defense former Defensive Player of the Year, correct? Yep. They also have an All NBA Defensive Player, correct? Yep. And they also have a six-man of the year, correct? Yep. Then they have Rob Williams, who was a guy who was on the border of being a defensive player of the year last year before he got hurt. So now right. you talk about that, that's a lot of talent, right? The one thing that trumps talent is hard play, okay? When mm. you play extremely hard, you can trump talent. But if you have hard play with talent, most of the time you can win. So that's the reason why they won last night. They play harder, they play more disciplined, they play together for the first time in this series that they did, uh, that they have the whole time. So, and maybe it was desperation. It was controlled desperation. If they can channel that and do that again, all right, and force another game, then you got to try to channel it and do it again. That's why I say I've given them a fighting chance because I believe they are the more talented team. No doubt. No doubt. So that's what I believe. As a former player and a champion, you know how hard it is when you're faced with that type of, uh, of of energy that you have to bring in an elimination game. So even though they have all that talent, like you said, it was desperation. We saw it. It looked completely different than how they played the previous three games. Can they muster up that type of desperation three more times? Because you know it takes a lot out of you. You get one well, day rest in between. Well, the, the the Miami Heat's done it three times, so why why can't they? Well, they play right? like that's, that. That's, that's how Miami plays. They've been playing well, like that the whole playoff. That's what that's their mo. 
Yeah, they, they do. I, one thing about Miami, they're going to be prepared. They're going to play hard. They're going to be disciplined. And you're not going to be able to get them out. But it's when, when it's more important playing hard but also being disciplined and having controlled desperation. You don't just go out there and go, you know, oh, I'm going to go 100 every single – no, you, you have to be calculated when you go and do what you do. But you have to be more calculated in your defensive uh, – to me, it was all about the defense. It had nothing to do with anything else. It was the Boston Celtics defense. They were more active defensively, and that's something that you could control. Game in and game out. At this point of the year, I don't if, – if you can't muster it up, then I think that whoever that can't muster it up, who's running the whole organization have to look back and say, hey, man, we might have to reevaluate having them on our team because it's all or nothing right now. And it's like that until you hoist that trophy and get that Larry O'Brien trophy and you're able to be the champion. It's all or nothing. And I don't care if it's game one, game two, or game three. It should always have – you should always have a sense of controlled desperation. But when you are – your backs are against the wall, at that point I feel like they should be able to – at least, if nothing else, I'm not talking about making the threes like they did. I'm talking about just having that energy, that connectivity, and being playing, being on the proverbial string defensively, which allows you to get a lot of easy shots. And once you see a few go in, especially the greats, they see a few go in, that basket gets huge. Let's go to the West. Simple question. Is Nikola Jokic the best player in the world? Hey, he cold-blooded. <laughs> I mean, I'm starting to tell you, man, that boy is cold-blooded. And I was like, I don't want to say I was hating on him. I just wasn't giving him the credit that the credit was due because, you know, we don't get a chance to watch. As, they're not on TV a lot. And then when they were on TV, it was late-night hype. Right. And you watch a little bit of it. He's kind of boring if you're not a, a, a true hoop head. Right. right? You'd be like, oh, well, I'm going to turn it off. It's late-night. I'm going to turn this game off. I'm not really watching. And then you turn, look in the next day and he put up them numbers. You're like, wow, you might go look at some highlights. He doesn't do anything that jumps off the page as far as athleticism, but his basketball IQ, uh, the way that he is able to manipulate position on the floor to get to his shots, to get to his spots, uh, to set guys up perfect. All you got to do is catch and shoot or catch and go up with it, right? Is I would have to say right now, it it would be hard for me to say no. So right, I would have right. to say, yes, he is the best basketball player right now because of what he does. And and that's minus people think that he doesn't play defense. It's not – you don't have to block shots and you don't have right. to be a defensive stopper to play defense, but you got to get defensive rebounds, and he does get that. Let yeah. me follow up quickly. Go ahead, Ethan. go ahead, go ahead. Okay, if he's not the best, and I agree with you, I call him the best right now. Then it's Giannis. And the other guy who's, I mean, I don't think anybody would say he's better than these two now, but Embiid, who just won the MVP, those were the three finalists. Now mm-hmm. we've got the player that's supposed to be the player of the next generation, Victor Wimbanyama. And they're all international. Now we still obviously have some great young American players, Jason Tatum, Ja Morant, despite his issues off the court, and, and you know, several others. But, Eddie, do you think we need to start really looking at and reevaluating how we're developing players when we know, and Luca might be the, you know, fourth best player in the league or third best or whatever. Like when we look at the absolute best players in the league right now, other than the older Steph, LeBron, they're all the international guys. 
I disagree with you, and I know I've seen. You know, I watch Speak. I mean, not excuse me, not Speak. I watch First Things First. I watch Speak too. Shout out to all the Fox uh, shows that go on. I, I pay attention to all of that, right? And you and Nick Wright got into it, and he was talking about, yeah, there might not be an American. Let's not forget about Donovan Mitchell was right there, right? Right. I, I mentioned J- yeah Tatum for MVP. Yeah. Right. He said right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Let's not forget about Jason Tatum is right there. There is a hammer. What, what about Kevin but Durant? What about Devin? The- but I Wait, feel you. But are me, not what about Kevin the Durant and and Devin well Durant's Booker? older like, though. I'm talking no, about these ne- this neck the guys that are gonna dominate the next decade. They're, okay, Devin Booker. The ultimate absolute cream of the crop is who they international. Yeah, they they, they are they they are the faces of the franchise as well. You know, I mean, you, when you are the face of a franchise, you're gonna get all the opportunity to be successful, and they earn that right. Not saying that it's just been given to them. They've earned that right, but and, and I'm with you. Uh, our AAU, um, our AAU system needs to develop more skill as opposed to just being being the most athletic, being able to be the fastest, the highest jumping. Uh, the guy out there can just score, but also develop skill set. You know, uh, different type of skill sets, and also incorporate playing defense. Uh, I, I think that that kind of get lost in translation as well. But I still think that we have. Really great players. So what well, do let's not I'm sit not here and act like we great don't. Ones. No, no, but we, we don't have the best. We got. I, we do have great ones, no doubt. Yeah, okay, I mean, but, okay. So the the best of the best is what you're gonna say, Jokic, Embiid, and then what you're gonna say, Luca, Luca, Giannis. I mean, Giannis, uh, Giannis. All all those are big men, right? And, and so we'll see what big, went by Giannis. Think about this. Those are big skill men. Right, those are that shows that they're teaching more skill. Yes. No matter what yes. size you are, they're teaching that. So they are yes. bigger skill, man. But as far as guards, guard play, we're dominating guard play. I don't care what anybody say. We're going to dominating guard play. But I give you that they do have, they have been developing <laughs> these big men to be really good. Yeah, Look, I, I love and- your patriotism. You don't want to admit it. It's all good. And we with you. All right. But but we know what time it is. That's our man, Eddie House. Appreciate you, Eddie. We'll get you on again. Maybe we'll talk about this again some other time. We got to. All right, brother. We'll see. Good luck to the Celtics. All right. It's the I Couple, Chris and Eve from Keep It Locked, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. It is the Odd Couple, Chris Broussard, Ephraim Salam. We are live from the TireRight.com studios. And Ephraim, we all know the great Carmelo Anthony retired officially earlier this week. And Jeff, remember, he wore number 15 with the Denver Nuggets. Same as uh, Nikola Jokic. (laughs) And um, the question, of course, has come up, well, will Denver retire Carmelo's number? Which I think they should. Played his first seven years, I believe there, maybe more. I'll check it out. But um, Jeff Green had an interesting notion about this rob g share with us what jeff green said that's right jeff green spoke to friend of the show espn's mark spears and he said quote i think they're able to retire both of their jerseys nicolo and carmelo i know it can be done and it's deserving for what he's done for the franchise Melo really put the nuggets on the map again i really hope they can come to an understanding so that can happen 
Yeah, he played there seven and a half years in Denver. Uh, I We all get the way he forced his way to New York was unseemly, but still, he did put them back on the map, led them to the playoffs every year, and once to the conference finals in the West. Here's what I think they should do, Ephraim. Ask Nikola, the Nuggets organization, if he minds wearing a different number. And if he does, then they'll just have to wait until he retires, and he and Carmelo can then have their both number 15s retired. But my guess, unless there was some sentimental reason he chose 15, is that Nikola wouldn't mind taking another number, and then you could retire Melo's number 15. Where are you at on on this whole well, situation? I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's fair to ask the two-time MVP to wear another number currently, right? So it's not the the guy to, to even the you know six man off the bench or even somebody who's starting who's not a he's a, he's a brand. He's quite arguably the best player in the NBA. Would you go to Jordan or LeBron at any point in their career and be like, hey, you want to switch your number? Because the guy we're honoring wore that number, like you, you wouldn't necessarily do that. Because- See, I don't. I mean, look, I think numbers mean different things to different people, right? So if it if it really, like I said, I wouldn't have any issue if he was like, "Nah, I really love this number," but it might just be a number. But you know what I'm saying? Well, he he, well, it might have been just a number before he became who he is. Right now is not just a number. It's on the backs of current NBA fans from Denver and all over the world with his name on the back of it. Think of think about that in terms of just marketing. Yeah, but the marketing it actually could be better for marketing, right? Because now you got new jerseys in Jokic with number ten on or whatever it might be. Yeah, I I I get it, but I I mean it's almost like an insult to go to him. Now, if he was just a good player, okay. He's a great player. Carmelo Anthony's going to be in the Hall of Fame. So is the Joker. Of course. And he's so, better than Melo. We know that. So There's no doubt. What, what, like to, to but me- he might – Melo wasn't – and I'm sure Jokic knows about Melo too. Mm-hmm. Like you brought up Jordan or Kobe. If 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 you went to Jordan and I, the Bulls really didn't have another even comparable player to Melo, let alone Mike. Uh, before he played. But let's say if it was a great player, you know, before your time Mm -hmm. and you were were very aware of him, I don't know. I mean, again, it's different strokes for different folks. I wouldn't necessarily look at it as an insult, but, you know. Case in point, Shaq was 33. Right. When he went to the Lakers, well, you know you can't be 33. Right. Right, <laughs> because of Kareem. Right, he wouldn't even uh, like that. Would be like, oh, okay. yeah, but Kareem's number had already it had been already retired been retired. Too. I get yeah. it. And so guys, you know, just like you know, Des Bryant asked, "Hey, can I wear eighty eight? Like, uh, there's things that go around. When you want a number? You talk, you ask, and you you do all those things. Um, but to go to 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 Nicola now and be like, hey, do you mind switching your number because we want to retire that? No, you just retire Carmelo Anthony's jersey and then you retire uh, the Joker's jersey. You know, after he retires and you put so retire, you have a you have his jersey hanging. You know, a jersey got to be hanging in the rafters with number fifteen on. That's what it's going. If that's what you want to do, that's what you got to do. It's not really a retired jersey, but (laughs) you retire. You retiring his number. 
Because there for him, is for him. like it's not just an honor. It actually is, you know what? No one else gonna wear that number. Yeah, but it's, it's too late for that now. They should have thought about that before they gave <laughs> before they gave the jersey. They gave him. Now, it, look, it really depends on the individual. I wouldn't think it'd be a big deal, but you're right. To some people, it is because LeBron and Kobe switched their numbers themselves. All right, we got two hours left. Ephraim and Chris, keep it locked. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 